Mind Body Masters. Hello and welcome to episode number seven of the podcast. As always, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here with me today. Now, today's episode is one of my all-time favorite topics. It's something that's really close to my heart um, and something that I know is going to make a really big difference in so many people's lives. Today, I'm going to be talking about physical pain and how you can understand that from the Germany medicine perspective, understanding how stress and emotional conflicts are responsible for causing a lot of pain. So I know so many people out there either deal with pain or or suffer from it regularly. So this episode in particular is for those people that are constantly battling and struggling with physical pain, that they're doing everything that they can. They've tried all kinds of physical therapies and modalities and diets and you name it, they've tried it, but they're still in pain. This episode is for you, if that's you. This episode's also for practitioners. So if you're someone who deals with patients or clients who are struggling with physical pain, this episode is going to give you a whole new perspective and it's going to start to really piece things together for you so that you're able to start really helping and having a massive impact with your patients. Those tricky patients that do not get better no matter what you do physically. So for both of those categories of people, this episode is going to, the new perspective of pain is going to be one that's quite freeing. It's going to be one that's liberating. It's going to be one that takes and or puts the power back in your hand and makes you realize that you actually have control over physical pain and you can actually start to heal yourself. So this episode is huge for so many people and I'm so excited to share it with you. So make sure you stay tuned. Hello, my name is Jade Curry. I specialize in the mind-body connection and teaching people how to heal themselves. This podcast is going to show you exactly how to become a true mind-body master so that you can break free from the old emotions and patterns in your mind that have kept you stuck. When you're able to do this, you can heal yourself physically from the inside out, unlock your true potential and live a life of flow, experiencing inspiration and energy like never before. If you're ready to learn how to harness the healing powers of your mind and develop the tools to become emotionally bulletproof, well, stay tuned as we heal, grow, and evolve. All right, so physical pain. If you're a human, chances are you've experienced what it's like to be in pain. And I know this is such a, from being a chiropractor, this is such a common thing that so many people deal with on a daily basis. Um, For a lot of people, physical pain is something that they deal with literally every single day. And I make, I'm making this episode today because there is no need for people to needlessly suffer in pain. Um, and one of the things that I saw in practice was that, and one of the things that I continue to see today, pretty much every single client that I work with who is experiencing physical pain has, one of the things that they'll tell me is that they have tried everything. They have done every kind of physical therapy. They've done every kind of treatment, every kind of diet, nutritional supplement, anti-inflammatory diet, all these kinds of things. But yet they're still experiencing chronic pain or, or regular bouts of pain. And the reason for that is simple. And when you understand the Germany medicine perspective of this, it makes so much sense. But when... All of those people, the reason that they're still in pain is often because they haven't looked at the emotional side of of pain or the stress side of things. It's only been from a physical perspective. And again, as a chiropractor, I saw some amazing changes with people working on the physical level. And there's, there's, 
there's all kinds of therapies like massage and osteopathy and uh, all these kinds of beautiful things that have a massive impact with patients. This is more to do with those with people that have all those people that have tried all those things as well, but they're still not getting the results. Or you're a physical therapist of some description, and you work with clients with pain, but you've you've tried everything that you know possibly how to do, but these people just aren't getting better. So this is what this episode is all about. Now, I'm going to explain how it works. I'm going to explain the mechanisms of pain. I'm going to explain the process the body goes through in pain. And I'm going to try and make it as simple as I can. I'm also going to share a story of my own. Um, and, and this is how I sort of really came to understand this. I've shared it a little bit before on previous episodes of the podcast, but um, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail with my own story and how I actually came to find Germany Medicine and how I actually came to start doing doing this work. So um, as I said, this episode is an episode that's near and dear to my heart. Working with people in physical pain is something I'm really passionate about and something that is, I think, really important. And if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, um, the first five or six episodes are essentially the foundational episodes. And everything that I talk about today is going to reference one of those episodes at some point or another. So if you haven't, make sure you go back and have a listen to them in full because it's going to make everything else today make a lot more sense. Now, German New Medicine understands that pain and disease or illnesses of any variety, they are not a problem. Your body's not broken. Your body's not weak. Your body's not fragile or, or anything like that. But your body is physically adapting to changes in your environment. So epigenetics and all these kinds of new sciences are now starting to prove and show what ancient cultures have known forever, that your body follows your mind. So Germany Medicine talks about physical pain being caused from an emotional conflict, from a very particular type of emotional conflict or biological conflict, as we call it. So essentially a stress in the environment that triggers physical changes in your body that result in pain. Now, obviously, not all pain is caused by an emotional or a biological conflict. Because, for example, if you got hit by a bus and broke your leg, there's no emotional conflict there. You need to get yourself to the ER, to the emergency room, and get yourself looked at. If you have sprained your ankle playing basketball, there's no emotional conflict there. But the thing is, if those injuries don't heal, well, okay, maybe now there's an emotional conflict there that's preventing that normal healing time. So I'll give you my story. So I grew up playing a lot of sport. I played Australian rules football, AFL, um, for all the international listeners out there. And that is a really cool game. But one of the things that I experienced was regular injuries. I was constantly injured. I had um, pretty much every injury you can imagine. And some of those injuries I could understand. If I had a big head clash or a physical bump when broke my collarbone, for example, I knew that that was because of the physical impact, the physical trauma. There's no emotion associated with that. But the thing that was really interesting is I could get that. And like I broke my collarbone when I was uh, about 12 or so from a big bump. That was an example of a physical trauma that nothing could be done about. But the thing was, I was also getting these other more mystery type um, pains and, and injuries. So for no particular reason, I would wake up one day with a shoulder that just wouldn't work or a knee that had seized up completely. 
And it wasn't necessarily anything that I had done on the field. It wasn't anything necessarily that had caused that. But I just woke up with this with this mystery, as I used to call them, pain. Or the other side of the coin was I might physically injure myself. Like I might have had a muscle tear or something like that. And it wouldn't heal. So like things that things normal normal time frame for a, for a break or a muscle tear or something like that when they go beyond that normal time by like a, a considerable amount like months for example well then often there's an emotional cause there and so i had a lot of these injuries as well so this is why this topic of physical pain is something that's so close to my heart because i know what it's like to be in pain i know what it's like to live with chronic pain and probably the worst injury that i had was a back injury in um in year 11. So I was about 16 or 17. And I was literally out of sport for an entire year. And so I know what it's like. I know what it's like to live in pain. And I know how how difficult it can be. And I believe that because of that, that's what actually um, drove me to be here I am today. It's what it's what made me a chiropractor. It's what made me then step into the emotional side of pain as well. So um, although it was difficult to go through, I'm very grateful for that. So we're going to be talking about these mystery illnesses, the pains that just don't improve no matter what you do, all these kinds of things. So my one of my favorite examples, and this is actually how I found Germany Medicine, was I was doing CrossFit um, a, a number of years ago, and I had an experience where I was just doing a jump, and I felt like my groin snapped off the bone. It was incredibly painful at the time, and it was incredibly painful for the next week or so. It was really acute tear. So if anyone out there who's torn a muscle, you know the kind of pain that I was experiencing. And given the location in my groin, it was really difficult to do any movement. Like walking was a challenge. The worst was rolling over in bed, though, those really small movements. And so this was interesting. Firstly, I tore the muscle doing something completely it wasn't a unilateral one-sided movement like doing a pistol squat or triple jump for example this was i was just jumping onto a box and all of a sudden this groin basically it felt like it snapped off the bone and so being a chiropractor at the time i was like okay cool i i know how to i know how to rehabilitate this i know all the things that i need to be doing and so i was diligently looking after this um this injury I was icing it regularly. I was going through, I did getting all kinds of treatments, all kinds of uh, rehab exercises. I was getting adjusted. I was getting massages. Um, I changed my diet considerably. I got rid of like sugar and alcohol and all these and all these inflammatory style foods. And the thing was, a muscle tear is like usually four to six weeks until you're starting to sort of get better. I was at about six months when this this thing had just, it had got better to a point, it had healed to a point, but it was just still so, so sore. Rolling over in bed was still really, really difficult. And so I realized that, and it was so damn frustrating to be honest, like because I, there was nothing I could do. I thought I was doing everything. And I can resonate with that story now with my own clients because I hear that story in their story is that they've tried everything, they've, they've done all kinds of treatments and things like that, but nothing has physically shifted it. And if that injury alone was purely physical, well, then it would have healed, it would have recovered. Your injury would have healed and recovered. But if there is an, an emotional conflict, a biological stress 
in the environment that's causing your body to adapt and change, well then it's going to be very unlikely that that, that part of your body is going to heal and recover. So for me, I actually was presenting at a, a health and wellness expo on the Sunshine Coast, talking about running technique of all things. And at that same workshop, there was um, some guys presenting about Germany medicine. And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. This sounds quite cool. And anyway, I went over there and listened to their talk. And my mind was blown. Everything that they said made so much sense. A lot of the stuff kind of I've already spoken about on this podcast was what they covered in um, what they covered in their presentation. And one of the things that got me, one of the things that got me was one of the biological laws of nature, um, as found by Dr. Harmer, was that all disease, bar a few things, starts from an unexpected biological or emotional conflict. And this was something that really resonated with me and it got my got my mind ticking a lot. And so I went up and spoke to these guys after the presentation. This is this is when I was, I was about six months into having this this groin injury that just wouldn't shift. And I was asking them, I was like, hey, is there any kind of link here, any kind of way that this groin injury that I've got, is there any possible way that there's an emotional comp- component there? And they both kind of like, well, yes, obviously, they knowing what they knew. But to me at that time, it was completely new that a physical injury could be caused by something in the mind. It seemed so outlandish that an emotional conflict or some sort of stress that I'd experienced or was experiencing was responsible for my groin tearing and not repairing. And so we did a little test, and this is something that is that um, is done that I do with with clients. Is you do a little before and after, and so the before for me was testing to see how much pain that groin was in, and I'd squeeze my legs together, uh, squeeze my fist with my legs at my knees, so basically contracting all the groin muscles, and that was excruciating. It was a really high level pain, and it had been like that for ages. And within a few moments of being asked some specific questions that really pertain to me, and these questions really hit home. And so how, how Germany Medicine works is it's not necessarily a treatment or anything like that, but it's a really good understanding of why the body's doing what it's doing. And so based on like there's literally thousands of case studies um, that in order to, to have written any of these correlations up, but based on the correlation between the mind and the body, there's really specific links to certain things. And so there's a specific link if you've got foot pain or if there's a specific link if you've got left-sided neck pain or right-sided back pain, there's really specific links. And so obviously there was a link there for my groin. And um, Will Hughes, one of my mentors, asked me a few questions. And, and all of a sudden I had a realization, an aha moment, if you like, an awareness of to an old stress, something that I'd gone through maybe six months or probably actually a bit longer, maybe maybe eight months before. And but I was still thinking of that kind of regularly. And that was one of the things that was keeping my groin stuck. And how we knew that that was the thing that kept was keeping my groin stuck and from and preventing it from healing and repairing was the fact that after I sort of made this realization, after I dug out this old stress out of my brain, from the unconscious mind and looked at it and was like, oh, wow, hang on. I don't really need to be worried about that anymore. I don't need to be stressed about it. It's, it's long gone. That was all it took. And 
I will ask me to check my legs again. And I was literally amazed. My groin pain had almost disappeared to a nothing. I was, it was one of the most bizarre experiences of my life. My groin had literally started to change and heal just by having that awareness, just by having that realization, just by creating some awareness on an unconscious pattern that was going on in my brain. And so by looking at that, I realized that it wasn't an issue anymore. I realized that it was done. It was in the past and I could move on. And my body instantly responded. The pain levels dropped. And from then on, like probably a week or so later, I was back training. I was back able to to start doing things that I hadn't been doing in ages. And this was my first taste of Germany medicine. This was my first taste of quantum healing. This was my first taste of how important the mind was, how important stress is, how important emotional conflicts are to physical pain. And in that moment, I realized that I could be doing all of the right things in the world. I could have done all of the best treatment therapies in the world, but nothing would have changed unless I had have dealt with this unconscious emotional conflict in my mind. Because if that was still present, well, then my groin was going to be still an issue. So this is what this was back in 2014. And so this is what started me on my journey of learning Germany medicine. So I'm going to now go into and explaining how physical pain works from a Germany medicine perspective. And I hope that this creates some awareness for you in terms of your own body so that you can start to transform. You can start to heal yourself. You can start to create um, like massive healing and shifts in your body because at the end of the day, you do have that power. When you understand this work, you can actually start to heal things yourself. And I'll talk a little bit more about that um, down the track. And if you're a practitioner, start to look at this and start to look at your patients through this perspective. Because when you do, your practice will literally transform because you'll be able to really help those people that no one else has ever been able to help. And that's a really, really beautiful thing because when people are able to be helped like that, they're so appreciative and it's so damn rewarding. So I'm going to put together everything from the previous episodes and we're going to collate it into something quite practical so that you understand pain. You understand the emotional components of pain and you're going to understand how your body responds and all of these things. So now there is a few different causes of pain, but I'm just going to focus on one today just to keep it nice and simple. And I'm going to use analogies. I love talking in stories and analogies. Why? Because it makes complex things easy to understand. So we're going to start and I'm going to look at, we're going to use the example of exercise because everyone here has exercised before and it's going to make a lot of sense. So one of the first biological laws from Dr. Harm's discoveries and in Germany medicine is that all disease, bar a few things, start from an unexpected biological conflict or an unexpected emotional conflict something that happens to us that we couldn't foresee that really caught us off guard and was it felt distressing so that's what starts that and the other one of the other laws is that all um, biological programs or all diseases um, occur in two phases there's the stress phase so if you have a something unexpected that happens to you um, Say, I've used the example before, say you had a fight with your neighbor um, and that really caught you off guard. That might be the first thing, the unexpected thing. 
but then your body's gonna run in two phases. The first phase is called the stress phase or the conflict active phase. Now, this is when, and you've all probably, you've all experienced this, I'm sure, is when something distressing happens to you, your body then goes into the fight or flight mode, right? This is when you you feel really wired and, and kind of energized sort of thing. Um, you, you In this state, you won't be able to sleep well because your brain is just obsessing about the thing that happened. Maybe the argument you had with your neighbor, you just can't sleep because your brain is trying to, to process this. Your appetite's suppressed. Um, your digestion slows down. Your hands and your feet get quite cold. You might be sweating more, for example. Um, but above all, you just feel stressed, right? And think about this from a biological perspective is if you're being chased by a tiger, that's a stressful event. Your body is creating meaningful adaptions to help you cope with that stress, help you escape and survive. So no one's got time to die. Your body's got no time to digest food if you're being chased by a tiger. Your body's certainly not going to want to sleep if you're being chased by a tiger. So that's a really easy way to remember if you're in the stress phase. And by being able to understand when you're in the stress phase, this is where you can start to interrupt this pattern and start to really downregulate your stress. Because when you downregulate your stress, the next part's easier. So if a conflict happens, provided that it resolves, so provided you and your neighbor patch things up and you go, oh, it's all, it's all done. I'm okay. Everything's fine. Provided you have that experience with the conflict, your body will enter the second phase, which is called the healing phase. So all of the changes that occurred during the stress phase to help you cope with that stressful situation, the body no longer needs. And so the body now goes into a healing or repair mode. Now, this is typically when you get sick. This is typically when you get symptoms. This is when you typically get pain. Um, so think about this for a moment. It's it's like if you've been in a really stressed state, and I, I use the example of being stressed out at work, and you go on a, a holiday. You're really stressed out at work, stressed out at work, and then you go on holidays. Oh, the conflict or the stress is over, and your body enters the healing phase. You get really, 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 really tired. You're fatigued. You're probably quite hot. You might run a fever. And depending on what part of the body was adapting, that part of the body will be repairing. And so you'll get some kind of symptoms. And so this is how Germany medicine is different from, from the modern medical model is we look at symptoms as not as a problem, not as a malfunction of the body, not as something the body's done wrong, but simply a repair phase. It's the body actually doing exactly what it needs to. And so if you let the body run its course, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll, it'll return to normal. Okay. So I'm going to use the example now. So let's just tie it back. So there's an unexpected emotional conflict, and then that causes your body to run a stress phase to start with where you're cold and you can't sleep and you're, you're really energized and all of those kinds of things. And you just feel really wired all the time. And then once that conflict resolves, then your body goes into the healing phase. So I'm going to use this example, which I use with pretty much all of my clients. Um, and it's just such an easy one to understand. So imagine exercise. So imagine you go to the gym and you do a thousand burpees. 
I don't know why you do a thousand burpees. I actually did a, um, a presentation recently and I used this example and someone in the, um, in the audience had actually done a thousand burpees. And so it was a really cool um, thing. We could, I could really draw some, we, I could ask this guy exactly what he went through. So think of exercise like the stress phase that we talked about before. So the stress phase is when you've got adrenaline and cortisol going through your body, you're kind of wired, all this kind of stuff. So imagine doing the 1,000 burpees. That's kind of like the stress phase. Now, what happens to muscles during exercise? Well, if you do some weights or if you do some like a lot, a lot of burpees or you go for a really hard run, during that stress phase of the exercise, the muscle fibers are tearing. They're, they're creating micro tears. They're breaking down. Go back. To, this is going back to year 11 sports science. This is going back to exercise physiology. You, the muscle fibers will experience tears. And anyone who is, has got anything to do with exercise or anything like that, if you ask them, if you say to them, well, why on earth would your muscle fibers tear? When you're, when you're putting your body through stress, when you're, when you're doing weights, for example, what's the purpose of these tears? And they'll, they'll confidently reply, so when the body heals, that muscle will repair stronger. And that's how you get muscle gain. That's how you, that's how you physically get stronger. By putting your body through stress causes the muscles to break down. And then when they heal and repair, they heal stronger. So, and what that means from a biological perspective is it means you're more able and more likely to be able to perform that task again. So if you, if anyone here has lifted weights, for example, you might have lifted weights, you might have say, I don't know, lifted 20 kilos of something and it might've been really hard and you put your body through the stress of lifting those weights and you would have experienced some muscle tears in the stress phase. And then your muscles would have healed and then the next time you do it, you might be able to lift 30 kilos, for example. And eventually, if you keep repeating that process of breaking muscle fibers down and then repairing, eventually you might be able to lift 100 kilos of whatever arbitrary exercise thing you're talking about. So this is how our bodies get stronger. So going back to the burpees now. So imagine doing a thousand burpees. And this is a question I ask my clients every day is, would you be sore why you're doing the burpees or would you be sore two days later when you're sitting on the couch and pretty much everyone answers that they'd be much sore two or three days later when you're sitting on the couch and that's my experience too right is or if you go for a 10k run chances are your muscles aren't hurting that bad when you're going for the 10k run but once you finish that 10k run and maybe the next morning when you wake up boom your muscles are hurting there is pain you are feeling really sore you probably can't walk if you touch them you jump through the roof so i'm sure you've all had that experience where you've done some physical exercise of some description you've stressed your body and then when that stress finished your body started the healing phase which is when you got the when your muscle fibers started repairing now when muscle fibers repair there's a whole heap of cellular processes going on around the muscle fibers to facilitate that repair and to help make you stronger. So you're gonna get inflammation, you're gonna get heat, you're gonna get swelling, and above all, you're going to get pain. So if you did a thousand burpees and all of a sudden, two days later, 
your arms are so damn sore, your pecs are sore, your legs are sore, your abs, every muscle in your body hurts, would you think, uh-oh, there's something wrong with me, I'm broken, my, there's something wrong with my body? Or would you think, oh, okay, I just put my body through a whole heap of stress and now the muscles are repairing and now I'm actually getting stronger, this is a good pain. Everyone uses that term. It's like, this is a good pain. And then they'll, they'll come into a clinic or a practice and they'll, they're like, oh no, this is a bad pain. This is, this, is, this, is, this is not good. Chances are because they don't understand where it comes from. But if you've exercised and you've experienced massive, massive pain um, and inflammation and swelling after the exercise, you know what that's from and you know it's okay. So let's now look at things from an emotional or a mind-body perspective or a Germany medicine perspective. So the types of pain that cause, uh, or one of, the types of, one of the types of emotional conflicts that causes physical pain is what's called a self-devaluation conflict. So as it's kind of a wordy thing, but like a self-devaluation conflict essentially means to devalue yourself. It's like feeling like you're not enough, feeling like you're not good enough, feeling like you haven't done a good enough job essentially beating yourself up over something. And depending on where which part of your body is experiencing pain will, will determine what kind of flavor that self-devaluation conflict is. So it's all very dependent. So if, if you're experiencing knee pain, for example, that might be a physical performance conflict, feeling like you're not fast enough or feeling like you can't keep up. Or if you're experiencing neck pain, that might be a... Um, moral ethical conflict or an intellectual self-devaluation, maybe feeling like you're an idiot or you're not smart enough. Or maybe you've got lower back pain and you're, you're feeling like, you, you're, feeling like you, you're not getting supported or you're not being looked after. So there's all kinds of flavors to these self-devaluation conflicts and where your body, where you're experiencing physical pain in the body will determine, um, will determine exactly where that is. So when you understand Germany medicine and, and you're exper experiencing, say, shoulder pain, you know what type of emotional conflict causes that. And so you can work backwards. It's like, okay, where do I feel bad about something that I've done in, in terms of a relationship? Or where have I let someone down? You can start to ask these questions of yourself and you can start to have those moments of awareness. Like I said with my groin injury, when uh, Will, my mentor, asked the right question, I was able to dig out the right answer. I was able to dig out the exact conflict that was causing my groin pain. And so when you understand this work, you can start to do this on yourself. Or if you're a practitioner, you can start to do this with your patients and help them have these moments of awareness where they become conscious of a completely unconscious process. So the knee is a really good example. So that's a physical performance conflict, feeling like you're not fast enough, feeling like you can't keep up. And this, this can be a literal thing, like you might have lost a running race, for example, that you're expecting to win and you felt like you weren't fast enough. Um, a lot of athletes tend to get knee injuries towards the end of their careers, at least in AFL, um, Australian football. And you think about it, right? It's like if you're getting older in your career you, and you've got these young young athletes running around you and they're running rings around you, that might make you feel like you can't keep up. You're not fast enough anymore. You're getting old and slow. And so that is, a, that is an unexpected conflict, right? So let's use that example. 
you're you're an athlete and there's these younger athletes that are now running rings around you performing at a much better level than what you perceive that you're performing and so you feel like you're not fast enough you feel like you can't keep up now that is a stress that's going to put your body into a stress phase you might be obsessing about this you might be worrying about this you might be thinking about this regularly you might have cold hands and cold feet um, you, you might have lost your appetite now in this phase the knee is going to be affected and you'll understand why in a minute so in that stress phase the muscle fibers around your knee are breaking down now let's just go back a step it's easy to understand from the from the burpee example it's like physically you're putting your body through stress and of course your muscle fibers are going to tear but what about from an emotional perspective well if we look at epigenetics if we look at how the mind works the brain does not know the difference between a real stress and imagined stress. I think I use the example of a lemon. It's like if you imagine cutting a lemon and smelling a lemon and, and biting into a lemon, your body's going to start to salivate because your brain does not know the difference between real stress and imagined stress or a, or a real thing and a, and, a, and a not real thing. So if you're thinking that you're not fast enough, your brain's going to think that's real and it's going to cause the body to physically respond as if it's so. And so what's going to happen is the muscle fibers around your knee, for example, will start to break down. They'll start to tear. They'll start to um, experience damage. And let's say a few weeks later after you had that experience, you start performing much better. You start now overtaking these athletes and you're running quicker and you're performing better and you've, you feel back to your best. <sighs> That's good. You feel calm. You feel back to your yourself. Let's say you have an absolutely stellar performance in your competition and you feel really really good and you've achieved a lot well then that's going to throw your body into the resolution phase the healing phase and so you might wake up the next morning and all of a sudden your knees swollen it's inflamed it's hot and you've got a lot of pain so most people would think uh oh what did i do i must have twisted my knee or i can't remember doing anything specifically but all of a sudden my knee's now blown up. It's really sore. But what you now need to know is that because the stress that you experienced maybe a few weeks ago when you felt like you weren't fast enough and then you resolve the conflict by having a good performance, that's like finishing doing the burpees. It's like doing your last burpee and two days later you're lying on the couch. All those changes that your body created in the knee are now being repaired. Those muscles are healing. They're, they're getting stronger. And so this is the biological purpose of those changes. This is the reason why your body puts you through this is so that when those muscle fibers in your knee heal, they heal stronger. So it gives you a better chance of competing, of keeping up, of having your physical performance in the future. So that's an example with knee pain. And there's we could go do a thousand different other examples, but there's I haven't got enough time for that. So that's how this works. It's but the thing is, right, most people when they experience pain like that, how do they feel about it? Are they going, oh, this is great. I've just been stressing about not being fast enough and not being able to keep up. And so my knee tissues must have been breaking down and, and now they're repairing. This is really good. Would people think like that or would they go, uh oh, this is not good. This is bad. I don't know what I've done. There must be something wrong with my knee. And this isn't good. That's typically my experience of what I, what I see people doing. And then often what happens is they'll go and get a scan or an x-ray or uh, get some kind of thing done and 
someone will be like, oh, this isn't good. Your knee's not looking good. And bam, that's a second conflict that reaffirms and keeps people stuck by thinking that there's something wrong with their knee. But when you're able to recognize that your body is intelligent, your body is doing exactly what it needs to, and there's nothing wrong with you, well, all of a sudden, you don't feel bad about it. And you can just let your body rest and recover and heal, much like you would a if you just finished doing some burpees. You wouldn't be freaking out and panicking if you just finished doing a thousand burpees and you couldn't move your arms. But it's very different when you understand this work. And this is where it becomes really empowering. When you understand this work, when you understand how the mind-body connection works, you feel in control of your body. And by the way, I think that's one of the most amazing things to do is, is feel like you have control over your body. It's one of the things that we seem to have given up our power over over the years. It's like we just feel like we don't know enough about it. And so let's just give it, let's just, we'll trust that to an expert. Well, I think that's a really, really broken model, a broken strategy. But here's the thing, right? This is where a lot of people get, normally, if you knew what that conflict was, if you knew that your knee pain was because you felt like you couldn't keep up a few weeks before in competition and the pain had started because the conflict had finished and your body was repairing, if you knew what that link was, your body might be sore for a day or two or, or whatever, right? But often what happens is, we experience triggers, we experience tracks. So your body starts the resolution, it starts the healing and you get the pain. And then all of a sudden, maybe a week later, you bump into the same athlete that was running rings around you on the field two weeks before. And it reminds you of that unconsciously. And all of a sudden you're back in the stress and then you cycle through that and then you go through the stress again and then you go through the healing again. And instead of your body getting a chance to finish and complete the healing, you're constantly stepping and revisiting these old triggers, which cause a loop to start, which is what we call hanging healing. So you go through this loop where you're in stress, you're healing and getting pain. You, something stresses you, you're back healing and getting pain. You're stressed, the stress goes away, you're healing and you're in pain. And all of a sudden, you've got a, a chronic injury. You've got an injury that's lasted six months like my groin. You've got an injury that's lasted two years or 20 years or 30 years, right? Because you're unconsciously being reminded of what started it. And until you become aware of the thing that started it, all of those triggers are going to reactivate the pain for you. But once you do understand the link, once you understand the link between the mind and the body, all of a sudden, all of those triggers make sense. And when you experience them, they don't affect you. And so what that means is when you're not constantly being triggered and reminded of the stress and the thing that caused your body to adapt in the first place, well, an amazing thing happens and your body can finish the healing process. It's like, I like to use the example of the burpees again. It's like in the stress phase, you're doing burpees. You stop doing burpees. The muscles are repairing and getting stronger. You're in pain. But it's like doing a top up of 100 burpees every day. It's like if you kept doing 100 burpees every day while your body was healing, well, then it's going to delay the healing time by days, weeks, months, years, depending on how long you continue doing burpees for. So again, once you understand this, and if you can make the link between the mind and body, your body can finish healing. Your body can actually do what it needs to do. And when your body finishes healing, that's when you are no longer in pain. So this is how powerful this is. You have the power to be able to do this yourself. You have the power to be able to shift these things in your body 
by shifting things in your mind, by creating awareness in your mind of unconscious patterns, it stops the cycle. It stops the cycle and allows your body to heal. So I really hope that this has sunk in for you. I've gone a little bit longer than a lot of my other episodes, but that's okay. I think this is really important and really paramount to understand because like I said, when you're able to understand this connection, you can start to heal yourself. You can start to allow your body to finish doing what it needs to do. And the other beautiful thing about understanding this and understanding your own body is you no longer are fearful of it. You no longer need to panic about what your body's doing. If you're experiencing pain all of a sudden, you don't need to panic because you know why. It's it's like the burpee example. If you were in pain three days after doing burpees, you wouldn't be worried because you know why. And you know that if you just let your body rest and heal and just take some time, look after yourself, everything is going to be fine. And so the same thing applies is when you understand the emotional conflicts and stress that have been causing your physical pain, well, firstly, it's going to cause the pain to finish. But secondly, it's going to change how you perceive the pain. Instead of the pain being a problem or an issue or broken, well, then you no longer need to worry about it, which is such a beautiful thing. And I wish that for every single one of you listening today. So I hope you found this episode really insightful and really useful. Um, And please, I ask you to share it with anyone that you know who's experienced chronic pain, anyone who's been tried to do everything to get, get themselves right and to um, really rid themselves of pain. Because once you start to look inside the mind and once you start to look and understand the mind-body connection and the Germany medicine perspective, all of a sudden these chronic illnesses and chronic pains and things like that can start to melt away. Now, if you're a practitioner, um, well, I've got good news for you because I'm actually putting, I've actually put together a course um, for this, helping uh, practitioners who deal with pain. So like chiros, osteos, physios, massage therapists, pods, OTs, whatever. If you're, if you're a person or a PT or whatever, if you are someone who has clients and patients who are in pain, I'm putting together a program, or I've put together a program right now, teaching you how to implement this work so that you can help those people get out of pain, not only quickly, but often permanently, and give them the strategies to um, to really heal. And, it, and this is amazing, because like I said at the start, when you can do this for someone, Chances are they've, they've been to a thousand other people and no one's been able to help them. But when you're able to address this this emotional aspect of pain, well, then everything starts to shift for people. So I found this so useful in my own practice um, for, those, for, for, for clients that were really tricky that I'd tried everything to sort of get them right, but nothing had seemed to shift. So this work is really, really amazing. And I'm so, so excited to teach um, practitioners how to get their patients out of pain because it just makes such a difference in practice and it makes such a difference in people's lives and it's something I am so so passionate about so if you're a practitioner and you want to learn more about that um, the the program will start on the 1st of June Monday the 1st of June um, if you want some more information on that just head over to the website mindbodymasters.com um, and you can find more information there Alternatively, if you have any questions about that, please don't hesitate to get in touch at info at mindbodymasters or find me on the socials. All right, guys, thank you. It's been a longer episode. I hope you found this useful. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to uh, seeing you again on the next episode.